BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love mornings. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from a reopening world with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, May 23rd, 2021. And my guests today are returning champ Mark Ellis and two filmmakers that I'm excited to meet and talk to uh, who are very far away at, at this time. So uh, bless, bless technology. It's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Hey, guys. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> uh, let's talk to everybody individually uh, and also uh, try to differentiate between everybody's voices. I think Mark sounds the most different of this group, but uh, let's see. Let's start with first time guest, Justin Benson, no relation. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going good. It feels good to be talking to someone, a fellow Grossmont College uh <laughs> so that's so you went to the same uh what do you like to call it junior college yeah i like, uh, I, like I prefer junior college over community college i don't know over why. community yeah community is yeah. weird that just sounds like everybody got together to, to learn but it's the, it's from i i remember i had to drive kind of far to get to my community college <laughs> and Actually, um you, you know what's crazy? Actually, I think you and I also went to the same high school. Well, I went to I went to Grossmont High School for one year. Okay, um, yeah, I did the full the full thing there, um, but uh, I, I loved it. I mean, looking back on it, I'm really like, uh, whenever I see and hear about what kind of schools, I didn't, you know, I just didn't know other high schools ha didn't have like, they were just flat or like one building like Grossmont was such an interesting, you know, just the geography of it was so strange the way it was just the, the layout of it was, uh, all, all terrain <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and all different, all different sizes and types of buildings. Like you didn't, you know, every class you went to a different building and sat in a, you know, in a different, different shaped room. It was really, uh, it was an interesting place. And they had a, they had like a full little theater on, campus where the drama class was taught and their productions were produced and performed for, uh, you know, the students and families and stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was wild, like a four year drama program. That's what I went through in, in high school, like so many high, you know, obviously it's getting cut more and more these days, but, uh, even back then, most, most schools didn't have that. Um, it, it was, uh, I, 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 the three years prior to that, the rest of my high school years, I was at Helix high school and Helix high school and Crossmont high school were so wildly different. 
completely. <laughs> like I, I felt like I had gone to another country uh, at Grossmont High School. It was wild. Lots yeah, of they're, they're, uh, and those two <laughs> schools are on. Those two schools are like on hills on two sides of a freeway. That is true. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very, very strange. But Helix felt, felt so far away to me, even though, you know, I, I live down in El Cajon. So going to going to Grossmont every day was like literally an uphill climb. But then at least going home was mostly downhill. So that was fun. Um we could I could talk about this all day, but uh we have to we have to talk to uh our other guests. Uh, who I do not share a name or schools with, uh, starting with and sitting next to Justin Benson, it's Aaron Moorhead, uh, also no relation, I should say. And the two of you are working on a film right now, Aaron? Uh, we've been we've been uh, pretty darn busy for the last, uh, what, probably eight months to, to a year. I mean, it, they're, they're obviously the pandemic slowed everybody down for a bit, but um, we've been pretty nonstop um, for the last <laughs> the last little bit. Uh, so yes, we're we're currently hard at work on uh, uh, you know hiding in a bunker in an undisclosed location, making an undisclosed movie. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's all a secret. You can't tell us anything about where you are, or what you're doing. Well, we can tell you. Uh, we can tell you a few things about what we've been up to. We we did make uh, a small movie um, that we can't get into plot details or anything, right? Like, I don't think. We, yeah, yeah, not quite yet. But we did make a we did make a feature film while in lockdown, um, and uh, we did. Uh, and then we we're currently working on a few TV shows. Um, we did one in one in Pittsburgh a few months back and, uh, and now we're overseas shooting one. Is that about where, where are the limits of what, what else we can say? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's plenty. And I'm excited you're here just based off of, uh, you know, your past work and the fact that, uh, you know, people have just seen, uh, synchronic on Netflix. It uh, went all the way to number one on Netflix's movie chart and um i i liked it very much anthony mackie of course is uh is hot right now so that's a you know terrific timing that, that he's in your movie and uh, he's so good in it yeah 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 we're, we're very proud to have that performance from him in the movie he's such a cool such a nice cool guy and uh it, it was wild actually that thing that happened when it was number one at netflix which probably had a lot to do with Anthony. Um, I don't think that'd be more like another Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead movie. Oh, what's this movie called? Synchronic. <laughs> that hits the algorithm. This, this random word we made up. Uh, but it, it, was, it, it was pretty wild though, the day we found out, because we'll first off, we're out of the country. And then um, the other thing is, okay, Aaron, I get this number wrong sometimes. We wrote that movie in 2015. I think that's right. Yeah, we wrote it in 2015 shot it mostly 2018 i think so yeah or, and then, nine, and then, or 17 i don't remember and then, yeah, yeah and then okay. one day you wake up in eastern europe and yeah. somehow <laughs> in 2021 and somehow it's number one on netflix it's very bizarre yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's uh the time the, the amount of time things take and uh, you know how quickly they can suddenly catch on and it all it all seems to have happened so quickly when it was really uh uh, a lot went into it. My first question for the two of you, and I'll get to you in a second, Mr. Ellis, is uh, why does it always say a uh, film from Moorhead and Benson? How did uh, Aaron get top billing? Because, you know, as a Benson, I know that alphabetically we usually do pretty well. Oh, uh, honestly, it, it I, I know that it sounds like I might have like taken some kind of front thing but all it all it all it comes down to genuinely <laughs> is 10 years ago i won a cage match um and I, I i bit off his justin's left ear and i just won i won because of that um and that's it that's it so from here on out um just because he's afraid of me that we, we haven't switched it well that's fair and it's always even like with these other projects you're doing now it's always co-directors but justin is the writer yeah but but the, the place where it gets tricky is is like a lot of the, i mean the movie for example the movie we just we just did we were 
writing, directing, producing, acting in. Uh, Aaron was a cinematographer. I was camera operating. We both edited it with our third editor. And like, we have collaborators. It's not like we're doing everything, but you get into this space of like, well, you got to make credits, but really everyone's kind of <laughs> doing everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, you know, I guess the precedent has been set by uh, the Cohen brothers, you know, kind of share some credits, but, you know, some others they take singularly and, you know, they're happy with the arrangement apparently. And uh, this seems to be working out great for you guys, but let's quickly say hello to uh, my Schmodown friend who he can tell you all about it. Cause he's, he's great at talking. Mark Ellis, our champion, is back. Hey, Mark. It is a thrill to be back once again, Doug. And just listening to Justin and Aaron talk makes me exhausted. I don't know how people make movies. I love watching them. I love competing in games that feature movie trivia. I have no idea. It, it, I set up my camera and my mic in a hotel room to do this show, and I'm exhausted. I'm worn out. <laughs> I don't know how... These guys do it, but but I do agree that Moorhead and Benson sounds more like a filmmaking duo. Benson and Moorhead is a law firm, and you don't want to give out that image. So I think that Moorhead and Benson is probably the right way to go. That makes me want to see movies. I actually saw Synchronic. I'm a fan of it, and I have a super hot take for you, Doug, and not just because your two guests happen to be behind that movie. I personally enjoy synchronic more than the police album synchronicity which is a scalding hot take but i stand by it damn i have to disagree as the <laughs> filmmaker of synchronic i think synchronicity is a better piece of entertainment than synchronic it's a classic album i'm, I'm also i'm also going to throw out there that mark uh there was another world where you just really came out swinging and you're just like listening to justin and aaron makes me exhausted and then you stop talking <laughs> well, look, i i, I was thought like, about oh, man, doing that a but long then, um, long podcast <laughs> like hearing hearing stories about uh, uh about maybe aaron biting your ear off 10 years ago in a cage match i'm like maybe i don't maybe I don't throw too many barbs these fellas way just <laughs> just yet well you know Doug and I are from San Diego, but Aaron's from Florida. You know how they get down. <laughs> it's just, you know. Even if I can't get down, I, I got a lot of people that know how. Like it's everybody. It's everybody. I'm from Virginia. We, we, we just want to be nice to everybody. And I know the big question on all of our listeners' uh, lips right now is, Mark, tell us about your high school. Doug, it was the flattest high school you could ever go to. It was one story. Yeah, that shit's crazy to me. One story. It was a Catholic school, so I guess old God doesn't like hiking up the stairs. So unlike the Brownsville Junction Motley Crue tune, smoking in the boys' room, we had no floor number two to go smoke in. <laughs> what about the roof? Didn't do the roof. <laughs> we did not do the roof. So I guess my lungs are, are healthier as a result of my, my schooling, my tutelage. <laughs> well, uh, Mark, it's great to have you back as the uh, returning champion. Um, and I know that uh, the showdown that I competed in yesterday is, is uh, ha hasn't been seen yet by the public. It has not been witnessed by the public. But folks, when I tell you, if you watch one movie trivia showdown match this year, uh, there's probably other ones to watch, but Doug versus Chris Van Vliet was such a stunning, it goes down to the wire and then some is all I can reveal right now. <laughs> but wow, was it fun? It was exciting, but I made, I made some mistakes that are just, you know, will, will haunt me because you got lazy, you got lazy in one, but you recovered. <laughs> it wasn't even, I don't even know if lazy is the right word for it because I was very confident in my wrong answers. All right. <laughs> I got a quick thing I want to do with, we play this game on the show. We're not playing it today, but it's called whose tagline is it anyway, where we discuss the taglines. Uh, you know, the game is I say a tagline from a movie and everybody has to guess what movie it's from. And uh, do you guys, how involved as filmmakers are Moorhead and Benson when it comes to like something like the marketing and a, a tagline that would be like on the poster. Oh man. Oh, you've just opened. <laughs> you've just opened. Uh, go, go ahead. You have well, something. I mean, well, cause uh, 
No, so we, we've directed five independent feature films now. And I think especially in independent feature film marketing, you know, they don't have huge budgets and they just need, everyone needs all the help they can get. So they allow us to participate in the marketing pretty heavily. Um, however, that being said, there's been a poster or a tagline or two, maybe internationally, that maybe definitely maybe maybe makes you hurt when you look at it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll tell you is there's it's like playing whack a mole with quality control of taste when it when once it leaves the domestic side where it's like sometimes it'll come out in some foreign country which is just a blessing to have happened at all. And it'll be like, wow, that's, that's a really cool poster. I never really thought of that. That's a great tagline. And then a lot of the time you will want to die. It is the <laughs> worst you thing you've ever seen. And you had no idea it was happening until it's already on the shelves. And it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. Your indie drama has got a bloody skull and it says cabin of death. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah whatever it is like, like there, there is, there is one that I won't name of synchronic that makes, that is like the most Walmart DVD bin thing I've ever seen. And I just can't believe it happened, but it just got, it just slipped through the filter somewhere. Um, well, and so that was, that was just a whiskey night. You know, you see that and you're like, it's like, you know, that's, that's where you just start, you start licking your wounds. Well, IMDB doesn't even acknowledge any taglines for synchronic. Um, you know, you what's know. cool about that is you can actually choose. Nobody knows this. You can just choose to not have a tagline. And a lot mm -hmm. of like, what's the tagline of like, there will be blood. I'm not saying synchronic is there'll be blood. I'm just thinking like, think of like, like the movies that aren't like trying to like reel you in with something really quick. Like, I don't, I don't know. The, the title's the tagline. You know? I think, well, I think there will be blood. Wasn't the tagline. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. That's correct. You know what? I'm wrong and you're right. And you just completely disproved my point. <laughs> Apologies. Hey, so uh, the, your movie Spring, the, uh, the tagline on the poster is love is a monster. That's pretty yeah. good, right? It's pretty good. You That's know, a good one. You know who came up with that was uh, Draft House Films. Um, who, oh. have a heavy, who have a heavy, you know, a heavy hand in Fantastic Fest, which we've yeah. seen you around at. But, uh, yeah, I love it. I love Fantastic Fest. I think that's, I believe that's where I saw Spring. Um, oh, you did? You were at one of those screenings? That's so cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because I, I, I know I've seen it. So I either, because that's the thing about Fantastic Fest, that like movies that play there, I either see it there or when it shows up, you know, at the art house or somewhere, you know, near me. Uh, I remember you hear titles over and over again at that festival that you didn't get to see. And so then when they show up later, you remember them and, and, uh, and check them out. And for the endless, I just thought it was interesting that like, it did seem like you guys might be behind the taglines of these movies because spring was love is a monster. And then the endless is time is a prison. Oh, I thought I it was that interesting that there was Australian tagline. Oh, uh, okay. And that's going off. Yeah. And that, that's just, I think a coincidence. Um, I don't know what the American tagline was. Well, I love that. I love love. It might even like monster. never go back or something. I don't think we had anything to do with. It. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's a tagline. If, it, if whatever gets people seeing the movie, you know. Yeah. Well, I thought of you. Know, you can use this if you want. I thought of one for synchronic that would be in line with, and I think work perfectly with the other two, because you got love as a monster, time as a prison, and synchronic. I think should be drugs are a trip. That's good. Oh my Ooh, God. That's I like that dog. Doug, we need to go back in time and change the tagline. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because the, the original one was um, just smoke weed instead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did. Uh, it did seem to make me higher watching that movie. Uh, but well, Al, I got to ask you guys before we start playing some games to do our uh, weekly visit to recommendation nation. That's where each of my guests, uh, recommends one film that uh, they think people should see or would enjoy seeing. And uh, hopefully it's streaming somewhere so that uh, listeners can check it out. Mark Ellis, you uh, can go first. What's your recommendation? Well, as much as I, I'm cycling through my favorite taglines of all time, um, for instance, the time cop tagline, she died 10 years ago. There's still time to save her. Awesome. But yeah, 
I'm not sure the time cop where time cop is streaming. So instead I'm going to point everybody because I tried to go modern last week, Doug with Godzilla versus Kong and which I'm sure has a tagline like alien versus predator, whoever wins, we lose something like that. I'm going back to 1984 and I'm going to cheer everybody up. I'm going to put everybody in great spirits because I think possibly the funniest spoof movie ever made even better than airplane or naked gun is by the same guys that did that and stars a very young Val Kilmer and it's called top secret and it oh, is yeah. start to finish the gags all hold up. It is one of the hands down funniest films I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's fresh on rotten tomatoes. So it's got everything you want. And it's just, I, I cannot describe this enough to people. You see the cover of it. You see a cow wearing boots and that's the most normal thing about the movie. <laughs> I remember when it came out, the marketing, they really, they really leaned into the, the cow in the boots uh, I don't think that necessarily worked, but, uh, <laughs> but even at the time, you know, people with a sense of humor like that movie a lot. And of course it's become a, a cult sensation uh, because of, like you say, the, uh, the gags hold up because they're strangely even less so than airplane and other movies like that. There's, there's less, um, pop culture references. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you just know, it perfect start to finish. It is so damn funny you know magnifying glass gags will never go out of style <laughs> the big phone <laughs> uh okay good recommendation mark let's go i like to keep it alphabetical let's go justin what do you think can you recommend a movie right now on the spot from your secret location yeah i'm gonna go with uh kill list written and directed by ben wheatley can i tell uh, you something that you have in that? common you have what's something that? in common you have something in common with ben wheatley what is it uh you and aaron and ben have all been on doug loves movies shut up ben was on <laughs> here we, we met him, uh <laughs> We met him briefly a few years back at a film festival and we're set. We, we are, it's one of those things where like, we're such a kind of overused term fanboy. We are big time fanboys at Ben Wheatley films. And it was really intimidating meeting him. Is he intimidating on the podcast? Cause he's really oh scary my God. in real life. I mean, <laughs> it is. I recommend people go back and maybe we'll pull it out and bring it, pop it back up because it's so funny. He's on with, uh, uh, what's the name of the guy who directed the raid? Gareth. Uh, I'm not going to guess which, which one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Gareth. He, so I was at, I was hanging out at the Toronto international film festival. And so I had a comedian friend of mine, Deb D Giovanni, and uh, I needed, you know, a couple other guests and they, you know, the festival was helping me find guests. So we got those two directors because one of them was there was Kill List and the other one was there with The Raid. And, um, uh, you know, the one, the, the Raid is, you know, arguably one of the most violent action movies ever made. That guy was like a sweetheart. But uh, Ben, who also makes disturbing movies, to be sure, uh, he was he was a bit of a prickly pear. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think he likes playing. I don't think he likes playing trivia games. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't want to tell him he's wrong. You just look down and there's a knife in your stomach. We always have this joke about him, <laughs> but, but, the, uh, but, but, but he's probably a really actually very nice guy. And Oh, he was nice. Like he was, he was easier to talk to when we weren't doing, when we were on stage in front of audience doing, doing it, it just wasn't because Deb was really hyper and, and, you know, she's really silly, fun comic. And she was real high energy and those two guys were giving nothing. So then it just, it, it just, it was, it's an interesting episode. I bet. <laughs> also it's, it's hard to, I think it's hard to sit next to Gareth and uh, by comparison, seem nice. Cause he is just like such a sweet, nice guy. That's a tough one. Um, also the raid two. I don't understand how that movie, that movie's kind of like Mad Max Fury Road where you're like, this shouldn't exist. Yeah. People died making this right. This is insane it's yeah it's really wild achievement. yeah it's like uh but you know to me it was like um you know i love the raid too but it was sort of like they took what was my favorite thing about the raid was how non-stop it was and then they put some stops in 
but it's still good. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't have that, you know, relent, relentlessness that the, his first movie did. But man, that thing that he did for Netflix, Apostle. Oh, I didn't yeah. catch that yet. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah, that oh, was cool. Is, it is hella rough. It yeah. is like, it is like torture. There's torture. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's got torture and it is torture. All right. Phil List by uh, Ben Wheatley. That's a great pick. It's a really, really disturbing movie. I saw it. It was one of the midnight movies at, at uh, TIFF when I was there. And uh, it was, it, it, it was all fun and games until the movie started. Cause they were batting like uh, beach balls around at this midnight screening. And then the movie just fucked people's shit up. Oh, I would have loved wow. to have been there for that. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's not, it's not really fun. Scary. It's just scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's on that list of like, you know, it might be like five or six movies from the last decade that is actually frightening. Like it actually is. It's not fun. Scary. It is just scary, scary. You feel like you weren't supposed to see it. We, we talk about this actually all the time. This exact thing that, that is kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's pretty armchair, fine wine conversation for horror enthusiasts, but like for the movie enthusiast in general, the, there, the conversation of like, Hey, sometimes there's movies that are just scary and it's not fun to watch them unless you're just thrilled by the fact that you're actually frightened. Um, and there's a huge difference between that kind of movie and movies that are out there that is like scary, but it's scary to entertain you. Doesn't, I don't mean horror comedy, but like, you know, it's, it's yeah. a piece of populist entertainment and that's really fun, but it's fun. And kill list is not fun. That is a hard yeah. workout, you know, yeah. unless it's on the same list of like the witch hereditary. Yes. You're just like, yes. Uh, I was just yeah. going to say the witch and I was just going to bring up the films <laughs> of uh, Ari Aster <laughs> because yeah. I think they're brilliantly made amazing movies and they just make me incredibly unhappy. Have, have you seen uh, his short film? There, I, I'm going to get it a little wrong, but it's like there's something about the Johnsons or something like that. I, he, I, I got to listen to him talk about it when he was on Douglas Movies, and um, it, it does not sound like something I want to watch. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you, you have to giggle when you hear even like the lightest version of the premise because it's so messed up that you just can't conceptualize that it turned into a film. <laughs> it's like so messed up. Yeah. That's not your choice, is it? That's your choice. No, that's not my choice. No, 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 no. Um uh my, mine is is equally not fun. Um and it's uh it's walkabout by Nick Rowe. <gasps> oh yeah. my god. Yeah, I just caught it for the first time this year. Uh that one's streaming on I think Shutter or Criterion, one of those. Um or both maybe. But uh, mm -hmm. I was not expect. I wasn't ready for it. I just I was just kind of looking for something that was like Wake and Fright, which is one of Justin and I's other kind of favorite go to actually frightening movies. And uh, and I found Walkabout, and it's a. It, they might as well be sequels. They're they're equally uh, disturbing in that same way, and uh, um, weirdly, like like that gets categorized under exploitation, which you kind of think of as like low production value and low amounts of thought. And it's just not at all. It's like an art, it's basically a piece of art horror and it's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nicholas rogue, you know, is no stranger to making really messed up, uh, creepy, uh, movies and, um, you know, just the, the setting and, uh, yeah, it's just, a. Very, very memorable movie. And that and that Wake and Fright, I had never seen it. And of course, I've seen tons of Ted Kotcheff movies. He's the brilliant director of the very first uh, Rambo, uh, you know, First Blood. And uh, Wake and Fright was one of his first movies that he made down under. And Ooh, that has got... Did you say you haven't seen it? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. You have or have no, I seen it? I just saw it recently because okay. his daughter is a filmmaker now and she was on Douglas movies. And I just, uh, it was a weird coincidence that wake and fright was on like Pluto TV. So I had to watch it with commercials, but they didn't cut anything out. And man, that's a crazy ass movie. But if you're a 
kangaroo lover, by all means, stay away. They are, <laughs> there is there is real kangaroo yeah. violence in that movie. And it's and sh- his daughter told me that it's just that's they just captured what really happens. They just filmed real kangaroo hunting. But kangaroo hunting in the movie is also just crazy, drunken asshole behavior. It's it's nuts. That, that movie will make you stop drinking beer for at least 24 hours. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's this kind of wild thing where I'm seeing head coach of going to Australia and be like, no, no, no. But the attack, they're like, okay, so is there like a serial killer that's like killing people in the outback? He's like, no, no, no the antagonist is beer. The antagonist is beer. The per- it's going to stop you from achieving your dreams. You're just going to get too drunk and you'll get stuck in the same place. It's this purgatorial place called the Yabba. And they're just like, so what? And he's like, I'll just put down. Donald Pleasanton is fine. Don't worry about it. We got this. <laughs> yeah. Donald Pleasance is like, uh, you hire him to come in and make this nonsensical seem like it makes sense. By the way, I'm extremely pro kangaroo and I never want to see one getting hurt on screen. And that is one of the most disturbing parts of actually both walkabout and, um, and it's in walkabout as well, but it's like an actual Aborigine hunt that they show. Right. Um, and, uh, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's rough. Those movies are very rough. They they are they are going through a battlefield. It is not like fun to. They're not enjoyable, you know. Well, we'll see how they do when I uh, put them. Uh, I, I feel like Top Secret's going to run away with this one. Yeah, yeah. Doug, but, I, I, uh, I got to point out, no cows were harmed in the filming of Top Secret. So yeah, that you know about. There's so many cover-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, if a cow did get hurt, it was probably a Nazi cow and it deserved it. Nazi cows are like, they're worse than human Nazis because they could really stay out of it so easily. All right. um, We have to take our first break and uh, we'll be right back. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back and it's time for some games. We're going to start with one of my favorites. It's something that we call ABCD's Nuts. Um, a few weeks ago, I was trying to remember what James Kahn famously referred to himself as on the set of Elf. Because I watched that documentary about Elf. And, uh, and then I brought up that Jim, that he got up in front of everybody and said, uh, everybody, I, I'm Jimmy the dream. And, uh, that it just cracked me up, but then I, I couldn't remember Jimmy the dream when I was talking about it. Uh, so the story really had even less of a point to it when I was just like, yeah, James Conn called himself something and it was funny. So, uh, and I guess he did that like just because he was kind of notorious for being hard to work with. So he makes a speech to the entire crew at the beginning, uh, calling himself Jimmy the dream. So, uh, today for this game, which is a spelling game, we are going to spell Jimmy the dream. Uh, I'll go to you one at a time. We'll start with uh, Justin and then Mark and then Aaron. Alphabetical again. Um, I'll give you a letter in Jimmy the Dream. So the first letter is J. All you got to do is name any movie that begins with the letter J. But if you're lucky enough to figure out the theme and you can figure out what movie I wrote down, in advance and you match me, then you win the game automatically. But all you have to do to stay in the game is name any movie that begins with that letter. Doug, this, this game is insane. What is going on? Jurassic Park. <laughs> uh, Jay, 
is uh, the letter and you say Jurassic Park. And I wrote down, of course, you can't know a theme yet. So going first isn't necessarily beneficial. But I wrote down Journey to Shiloh. Journey to Shiloh. Hmm. What does that mean? All right. So the next letter is I. And we go to Mark. Any movie that begins with letter I or one that you think fits in a theme with Journey to Shiloh. With Journey to Shiloh. Um, yeah. I will say... Uh, I mean, I just hear journey, so I'm going to go into the wild. Uh, no, that's not it. But you got the you got the very first two letters right. I went with the movie called In the Shadows. Oh, okay. The next letter is M to Aaron. I'm, I'm going to just yes, Aaron. Yes, I'm going to apologize because I just don't. I'm not familiar with those movies, so I I can't even slightly guess the theme. So I'm going to go with Master oh. and Commander because I like it. Oh, Far Side of the World. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's only one, unfortunately. There should be twenty by now, but there's one. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you think that movie could have sequels? I think that movie should have sequels because I know that there's a giant book series because I buy my dad one of those books every year for Christmas. What if, uh, what, you know, what if you try to get a, another one going? Is that something you'd like to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that would be pretty amazing as long as they let us do whatever Peter Weir did. Um, Look, that's what I was going to say. That could be the secret movie that they're working on right now that they can't talk about. Yeah. Wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't that just be oh. the craziest thing? Like, wow, I would totally like that. If that <laughs> would totally, that would be crazy. I mean, it doesn't sound like you're at sea. All right. Um, where are we at? Oh, I have to say what I, what I put down for M. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey blue eyes. Now we have another M. So we go back around to the start. We started with Justin. So what do you think for the second M? Uh, I will go with Magnolia. Oh, love that. Love that movie. But no, I wrote down middleman middleman now here's an interesting twist in this game this rarely happens but it, you know once in a while you just can't you know you can't fit a square peg into a uh, triangle hole um we have to skip the letter y i'll explain why uh after the game so we're up to t now the t from the in jimmy the dream and uh, next up is Mark. Okay. Can I say movies that have the as the T? Does that count? It does count. And uh, I tend to not put those, you know, in that position, but it could happen and it does count. Okay. Cause I think, I think I smell what the theme is. So I'm going to say the Godfather. Uh, uh, I went with a movie called T.R. Baskin. Hmm. H is the next letter for uh, Aaron. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm also caught wise to the theme, and I'm going to go with Howard the Duck. Incorrect. I'd like to know how that fits. I was kidding. I have not. Good, good. Glad. It just makes us sound smart when we act like we think we know what's going. On. Yeah, I really mm -hmm. am sorry. I called you on that. Uh, I wrote down Harry and Walter go to New York, and the next letter is E for. Uh, that goes back to Justin. Uh, I'm going with Evil Dead Two. I like it. El Dorado. D Mark. Hmm. Um, it all came together perfectly for you. Oh boy. Uh, I'm just trying to think of what that theme could be. So I'll just try to stay in the game with the forgettable James Bond movie. Die another day. That's a James Bond movie. It is. <laughs> it's, it's one of the Pierce Brosnan ones. I think a car disappears at one point. No, I, I believed you. That was my joke. Uh, R is the next letter. Oh God, I thought it was. What's the name? What's the name we're trying to spell again? 
Jimmy the Jimmy the Dream. Dream. Got it. Okay. And I'm on R. Yeah. Um, oh man. I, I for some reason prepped something else. So I'm not on R. Uh, <laughs> we got off on the letters when I had to skip one. Name literally any movie that starts with R. Please help me, guys. Oh, there's so many. I know that's the problem. Uh, oh, you know, oh, uh, it was just trending because Return somebody... of the Jedi. There we go. Yes. Oh, there that you was the most, go. That was what I was going to world. <laughs> okay. Um, I went with Rollerball. I very similar. <laughs> yeah, E is the next letter. And it's uh, the first rollerball, not the uh, reboot. Uh, e for Mark. Is right? it back to me? It, oh, whose turn is it? Is yeah, it? I think it's uh, Justin or Aaron, I believe. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. Um, it's not me. It's one I of just, them. I just, yeah, I just uh, whiffed on R. I will go with yeah. X Machina. Eraser. A for Mark. Now it's Mark. Yeah, and I am thoroughly confused as to what the theme would be, so I will take the critically acclaimed A film, Amadeus. I went with a bridge too far. Mark, I, I want to talk about Amadeus for a while. I love that film. <laughs> it's so let's, so I, let's say I, that Amadeus is in theme for a little bit because I really love that movie. That's Thomas that's one of those like great. perfect movies, I think. So. I think that Milos Forman is close to being one of the most perfect directors. Yeah, he's got a mm -hmm. he's got a damn damn fine record. Yeah, he really knocked it out. Uh, I'm repeat, glad repeat I said Amadeus then, because I I was this close to going with Adventures in Babysitting, and I just thought, well, let's try to sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. also a perfect movie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Probably one of the best of all the Thor movies. I was going to say, Vincent D'Onofrio um, is my Thor. <laughs> a bridge too far is what I went with for the A. And now we're down to the M. And Aaron, you get to name. I'm going to give you an option here. Master and Commander again? <laughs> no. Would you like me to tell you the theme? And then you get to guess and you get to have a hollow victory? Or do you... Just want to play it out. It doesn't really matter. The winner of this game, they, all they win is they get to go first in the next game. Doug, I'm going to be honest with you. There is absolutely no chance of me getting to winning this game. Um, so I'm going to just name another movie. That's okay. what I have to do. They're, they're like, there's just no chance. I understand. Uh, so I'm going to just say Mall Rats. Another great choice. Uh, I, I personally, that's my favorite Kevin Smith movie, but uh, <laughs> I think it's the only one that has Michael Rooker in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Ellis, he was he did not match me, but for fun, and of course uh, for fun for, for everybody, anybody can say it. These are all films that feature Mr. James Caan, Jimmy the Dream himself. And uh, the last letter is M. Who wants to say it? Master and Commander. Midsummer. <laughs> he did have an uncredited cameo cameo in that, but that's not what I wrote down. Wait, wasn't wasn't he in Christopher McQuarrie's first movie, Way of the Gun? No, it's not M. I'm just right. I I, was James <laughs> Con James Con was in that? I think he was. I think he played one of the bagmen. I think oh. he was. Mm -hmm. There's like a scene between him and Benicio del Toro sitting in the bar in that little place in Mexico where they have the shootout in my head, unless I'm confusing it with someone else who's not James. No, uh, it might be him. Yeah. Uh, so nobody's got a guess on a movie that stars James Caan that begins with the letter M. I can't think of anything that James Caan is in that starts with M. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Godfather. with the Modfather. <laughs> I will say that he's been in over 100 uh, movies, uh, and he, none of them begin with the letter Y. Isn't that uh, weird? Google just uh, Google just beat me. 
I, I, I just checked it and I know anything. what it is now. Yeah, Doug. don't go, don't Google anything because you've already, now, you've already made, Doug. now all the listeners think that you can just Google shit through the whole through all the games. They already know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't think of any James Conn movie that starts with M. Look, we all know his career peaked with the classic TV movie Brian's Song. Um, I mean, he's it's this movie has one of the top ten horror movie. Uh, moments of all time maybe top five someone what the actress in the scene won an best actress stephen king wrote it uh, uh, misery, misery. <laughs> yeah yeah misery there we go there we go there Damn it is it. great job you guys um Really? No winner officially, so we'll just play the next game. We'll just play the next game. We'll play the next game with, uh, you know, we'll do the same thing. We'll, we'll go alphabetical, and we'll do that after this break. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back after a devastating uh, round of ABCD's nuts. Uh I mean, I know I don't follow the career of James Caan that closely. So a lot of those movies were, uh, were new to me as well. So no reason to feel bad at all. And everybody's got such a great chance in this next game. And I'm so excited to be playing it with you guys because it's time for the feud. It's filmily feud. Very similar to Family Feud, but all of the questions are movie-related. And like I said, we'll go alphabetically. So Justin gets to go first in the first round. And you'll each get to go first once. The tiebreaker is available if necessary. Here we go. Uh, like each of you will have to give an answer, but Justin gets to go first. We pulled 100 people. And uh, ask them the following question. If you had to marry one of the films from the Scream series, which one would it be? Of course, there's been four movies in the Scream series, one, two, three, and four. Justin, you get to pick first. Which one do you think, when we polled 100 people, do you think most of them would marry? if they could marry a motion picture and it was a screen film? Well, I think the poll, the polls would show that everyone wants to marry Scream one. Yeah. I personally would marry Scream four because people just don't know a lot about it. It's kind of mysterious. I didn't even know it existed. Um, can I, so can there's I, something about that. Just because I'm sitting next to you, I get to contribute to that because I agree yeah, completely yeah. with what you just said. But also Scream 4 is the only one that I saw in the theaters, weirdly enough, because I was too young. I was ready, I, I was too young for Scream 1, or I think maybe even 2 and 3. And uh, so I've seen Scream 4 in an actual theatrical environment, and it was a meta movie uh, of the meta movie of all of them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. That. Anyway, sorry, that wasn't the question. Sorry. I just jumped all right. In so, so, but Justin needs to guess. He gets to go first, and he needs to guess which of those four did best in the poll. I think Scream 1 did best. And if it wasn't Scream 1, it was 2, but... Okay, well, you right. just need and to... And if just not 2, pick, then you just 3. Need to, okay, but you just need to... Justin just needs to pick 1, and that's that will be your answer, and you can't change it. Scream 1. Okay. Mark? Uh, I would marry Scream 3, because I know it won't cheat on me, but I am going to say Scream 1 as well. What is this, Hollywood Squares with the joke answer and then the real answer? <laughs> <laughs> in the alf square today doug yeah uh and then uh aaron what do you think if, the, if we're going with the polls i'm gonna go with scream one uh well yeah but you don't get to go with screen one because justin picked screen one <laughs> what the what 
wait, hang on, hang on. There's there, you guys have the same last name. And you're like, Oh, it's all alphabetical, but actually it happens to be the same last name. I don't want to go a scream two or three. I'll go, you know what? I'll rep, I'll rep four and I'll be wrong. I'm sorry. I won't be wrong. I will be, I will lose, but I will be right. Possibly. Yes. You might possibly lose. So uh, to recap, Justin has scream one. Uh, Mark has scream three. Mm-hmm. And Aaron has scream four. So that means that uh, Mark, you get the percentage in points and 4%. <laughs> Four percent pick number three. Uh, I'm not a winner then. <laughs> hang on, you because you still you still got a fighting chance here. Uh, and then um, the number three film in the screen franchise uh, got. Uh, wait a second, Mark said number three. Number four got seven percent. So that's what Aaron gets is seven points. Number two got nine percent. That's that's the second highest of all. But as you can imagine, as everybody predicted, 80% of the people polled picked Scream 1 as the one that they want to have in their life until death do they part. So that means Justin gets a whopping 80 points. He's way out in the lead. But as uh, Mark Ellis knows, because he calls a lot of these kind of competitions, still anything could happen that's true it's anybody's game and mark ellis gets to go first in this round mark we asked 100 people if you had to marry one of the films from the scary movie series excluding the first one two three four or five which one would you marry that's a great question. Um, and the guy who said top secret for his movie wreck is going to go with, I think scary movie three was, was the best of that franchise. So I'm going to go, I'm sticking with the threes. Okay. Mark's going with three. Um, Aaron, you get to pick next. Which one do you think between two, four or five? I'm going to rep two because I think people, uh, well, I think they were very ready for Scary Movie One, but I but I didn't think they knew how ready, and uh, and two was their chance to find out. Yeah, I mean the the first two movies were really similar, and then it sort of went uh, you know went the way of the Zucker uh, for the rest of them three, four, five. But uh, although I think five did some of the people from the first one come back or something? That's sure, maybe. Right. I think five didn't have Anna Ferris. Anyway, um, so what does that leave for uh, Justin? Uh, just uh, either, four either four or five. Which of those do you think, Justin? Four or five? You know, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, scary movie four. Okay, yeah, well, what's wrong with five? There's nothing wrong with five. You know, interesting <laughs> interesting fact. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows this, but. When Scream was sold, the Kevin Williamson script originally it was called Scary Movie. I don't know. So yeah. technically, I could say Scream One again. Well, it's funny they're just now you know making Scream Five, and it's so funny to me that there's already five scary movies. Like the the movie that set out to parody the movie that was a parody uh, has more more. You know now they're neck and neck. Now they both have five. So. I guess scary movie has to get to work and make another one. Um, turns out four and five both only got eight percent of the the vote, so Justin only picks up eight points for for part five. But uh, coming in at uh, number two in the poll is number three, so Mark picks up thirty two percent or thirty two points. Okay. And uh, the big winner this round is Aaron, who uh, picked number two and scored a uh, whopping 52%. I, 52. I do 
I do want that on my gravestone. 52% scary movie two. And that's the only thing I want on there. <laughs> uh, I'm just here representing for Grossmont college. I'm going to pull this victory through for Grossmont college. It was, it was a really, really, really good poll. And I'm sure all, all gross Montians are very, all the foothillers. That was our mascot, the foothiller. So the guy was just had just a big paper mache head that had like a, uh, some sort of like Davy Crockett hat on it or something. Um, and I never knew what, a, I still don't really know what a foothiller is. Yes. Like <laughs> you just make that up and then immediately. <laughs> no, it's that we were the fighting foothillers, but I don't know what a foothiller, I guess is just somebody else to, you know, Wait, you're serious? that was, that was your school was, nickname. That the was foothiller. Grossmont high school was the, the fighting foothillers which I guess just was because it's kind of the schools on the side of a hill. So I guess that's why they came they, up with that. Did, were they like in a school board meeting and they're just like all shrugged their shoulders. They're like, I guess we can't do better than that. Like we're done. We're I don't know going. how, you know, mascots are, are chosen in very, very secret ceremonies. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like gritty doesn't happen out in public. <laughs> It's uh or the what's that guy the Philly fanatic he was a, he was a bunch of people got together and created him in secret. Um, what is happening? We've got a really exciting game here. Justin's uh, still in the lead with eighty eight points, but Aaron is not far behind with fifty nine, and our returning champion Mark Ellis has thirty six, and Aaron gets to go first in this third round. Aaron. Which dude from the movie Fast Five, part of the uh, Fast and Furious franchise, but from that particular film, which dude gives the best hand jobs? <laughs> and I'll give you three to choose from. Uh, Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, or Tyrese Gibson? Um, man. I have no idea how to answer this. I didn't bring uh, up uh, Christopher Chris Bridges in this poll because I hear his hand jobs are ludicrous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, is it uh, uh, is it the character? Their character? I just the poll. All I did was list the actors' names. It's very. Uh, I don't know how. If if the poll were presented to me, I wouldn't know how to even begin to choose. I think right. all of them have very powerful grips. I don't, I don't know any of these kind <laughs> gentlemen in real life, so I'm going to go with their character. And I okay. will say Luke Hobbs. Oh, so that's, that's Dwayne Johnson? Played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Uh, moving on to uh, Justin gets to go next, right? Yeah, I, I have to go with Vin Diesel. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, it was kind of weird sitting next to him. Like he got such a look of conviction in his face as soon as you asked the question. And I, <laughs> and I whispered, I said like, Shit, Vin, right. And he's like, he's like, at, at, I need, I don't you dare. <laughs> like under that tough exterior, there's such a big heart and he's got that sultry voice. But and, the thing is, is there, like, like, you don't even need to dig deep for Dwayne. He's right there. Well, that's why I think it's just that that's why it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know. It's just too obvious. Like, I think yeah. that maybe he's the most present man I've ever really seen. Really surprising. Him. <laughs> Very surprising. Okay. Yeah. I really appreciate the amount of the discussion. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys taking it seriously. And uh, Mark, how, how are, you, are you feeling all right with being, uh, getting left with Tyrese? I'm feeling great with being left with Tyrese dog, because, you know, I'm thinking in terms of who do I want a hand job from? And if you have the biggest muscles on earth, I don't necessarily want you tugging down there. I want you to be a little, I, I want some tenderness. I want some, I want athleticism is fine, but I don't need big bulky dudes with huge biceps giving me the rub and tug. So Tyrese, I think would actually Whoa. give the best hand job. Mark, I'm, I'm sorry, but like, what, like, do you think that they're incapable of love? What's up? 
I just feel like they live their life a quarter tug at a time and they're going to leave you mm. stranded. I got mm. you. Mm. I will say, I mean, you know, when it comes to, when it comes voice. to Vin, I don't, I don't think Vin's great at, at, at that because you know, he's family is so important to him and you don't really, it's not a lot of that going on when you when your whole family's around. Family's everything. Man. That's true. That yeah. is completely yeah. accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did, uh, Beck Bennett did a very funny Vin Diesel last night on uh, SNL where he just kept talking about how the move, you know, movies are coming back, but he just kept saying movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So very exciting finish. Thank you all for being such strong and willing competitors. And uh, it turns out that the poll that I took on Twitter resulted in Dwayne Johnson uh, coming in third place of these three no. gentlemen with only 26%. No. It's true. That's what no. happened. I've got the receipts. Coming in in second place with 30% is Vin Diesel. And that leaves a whopping 44% for Tyrese Gibson, but that is not enough for Mark to overcome his earlier... Uh, I wouldn't say failings wasn't his fault, but Justin is in spite of the fact that uh, it feels like we're cheating because we have the same last name and we're both foothillers. Sure. feels Justin, like that. Justin is our winner today. Congratulations, Justin. Bruce Moore. <laughs> Go fighting foothillers. Climb up that goddamn hill. Um, that was that was so fun. Congratulations, Justin. Your first time on the show, and now you're a champion. I know you guys can't say anything more about, you know, what you're working on right now, but when will you be, you know, like, when will you return to civilization? Like, when will back? you go back? What's that? Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking we return somewhere around October. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. So you're just in some exotic location making cool shit and you'll be uh, home in September. Do you say when September? We, we can't say much. We can't say much more, but we can say that gravity doesn't work the same way around here. If you know what I mean? So, oh my God. These guys went yeah. into space, everybody. Wow. And then uh, they, that's a good tagline too. What gravity great, doesn't work around here. Yeah. What a hey. great connection we have too. Hey, Doug, when, when are we going back to Fantastic Fest? When's it going to happen? Well, that's what they're saying is September. So if you guys are still in space, you won't be able to go. But they're they're doing oh. it. Oh, we might. Oh. We might just. <laughs> we'll figure that one out. No, I'm serious. Like, if Fantastic Fest is on, we're, we're that's just If like it's on question, and we can, there. we're there. Oh, yeah, it's on September 23rd to the 30th. Well, maybe October comes a little early. Okay. Well then, I will see. I will see you there. Maybe you could be guests on Doug Mills movies at Fantastic Fest. That would be amazing. I mean, I don't want to, you know, get get ahead of ourselves here. Get you too oh, excited. You you had a. I was listening. You had Cargill on. You had our boy Car Cargill's our dungeon master. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's great. He's been on the show. He was on the. Um, uh, you know, the last show we did uh, where people were together in person, but we were socially distancing. We were like in a bar uh, and we were, uh, me and my guests were all six feet apart from each other and uh, in Austin. And uh, yeah, uh, he's great and uh, love having him on the show. And uh, yeah, he's one of those, I mean, Fantastic Fest is just crawling with filmmakers and filmmakers have the craziest taste in movies of, of anybody I've ever met. So it's always just a free for all. What, I, I, you know, the craziest shit can play at that festival and there'll be somebody that's quite the champion of it. And uh, that's part of the fun. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of imagining six people. You said six people spread throughout a bar. Oh no, no, no. People six feet apart. That's what it was. They're, they're, <laughs> they're spread apart in a bar trying to record a podcast. And I just want to shout out to Ryan uh, for making that not sound like absolute trash. Everyone's screaming at each other into a central mic or having their own mic and it doesn't echo. That sounds impossible. So that's really cool. That actually sounds like a, on a technical level, a spectacular achievement. Yeah, it's all right. Was it all right? <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, let's do some uh, plugs for Mr. Ellis. Uh, what do you got coming up, buddy? I got the uh, the Schmodown featuring Doug Benson in one of the scintillating matches that's coming up. Uh, the podcast Rotten Tomatoes is wrong. Some stand-up tour dates. And look, I'm just, I think what I'm going to do, Doug, for the rest of the day, I'm going to take some synchronic and I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to say scream one. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think, um, I think I always wonder in time travel movies, they're always going through time to do something important, but why not go back and try to win a trivia contest in, on a podcast? Yeah. I I'm interested to see what butterfly effect is going to emerge. If I go back one hour. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am a big fan of the movie and I can't wait to check out the rest of y'all's filmography. So it's been a lot of fun being on the show with you, Justin and you, Aaron. So thank you all. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to everybody. I'll be at uh, dynasty typewriter in Los Angeles with the, will you accept this Rose podcast crew on Friday, June 4th. So you could see that show in person if you're in LA or uh, it'll also be uh, broadcast virtually so, uh, you know, just type in any of what I just said into your Google or whatever, and uh, you should be able to find it. Thank you once again to my guests, Justin Benson, Aaron Moorhead, a.k.a. Moorhead and Benson, and Mr. Mark Ellis. As always, Don Corleone. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, cause Doug.